Blog Talk Radio. Fifty-one X spot flanker cross. Red left slot. Fifty-one X spot flanker cross. Someone right. Fifty-eight. Blue. Fifty-eight. All right, here we go. They're gonna jump right here. You know they're gonna jump. Everybody hold your water. Green right slot. Ninety-eight handoff side on three. Ready? Balls. 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 Hey baby, let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs. Have some fun. I'm the quarterback. Don't stop, homie. I go to jail if I get sacked. So block for me. Eight ball in my corner pocket. It's on and popping. Got the whole club leaning with it. What up, y'all? This is Picking Up the Blitz with Kyle Beck, Eddie Fain, my boy, Mad Money Mike. What's going on, Mad Money? What's going on, man? Just nah, you know. Another Wednesday, you know. <laughs> yeah, living the dream, living the dream. I, I hate that our show is one day before the draft, man. It's killing me. What about you? Yeah, well, yeah it needs to be on Thursday, but we'll make some predictions. Yeah, hey man, rather, you got your boy Fane here too. Oh, I forgot about you, man. Would you rather have yeah, the draft or the show be on Friday after the draft? I would. It'd be much, much yeah. easier to break uh, it's, down. It's kind of unfortunate. It's kind of unfortunate timing, dude. But you know, we'll just make the best of it. Kill it like yeah. always, and just uh, crush another one. You know? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Look, the draft cool. is a corporate identity crisis. You have organizations that are trying to establish a new identity, maintain their identity, and you got teams that don't have any awareness to realize their true identity. And that's what leads to the inaccuracy and the bothersome I get, and I know Ethan gets from all these mock drafts and the speculation that goes along with them. On the flip side, you have all these people that are even interviewing for jobs, and they're selling organizations and identity and personality that they might really have, or they're just putting on on display for their pre-employment purposes. But both parties are wrong, Eddie, and even when they're not, sometimes a team can draft a guy that doesn't fit with the current cultural climate they're trying to build, and it works out in a wild card type of way. So why does everybody pay so much attention to these drafts, these mock drafts? I don't know about the mock drafts, man. I We've discussed this so many times in the past that it almost seems like it's not even worth talking about anymore. But, but because – all right, so let's just call it what it is, man. So Mel Kuyper and Tom McShay last year got four picks right in the first round. They let out five mock drafts, changed it up all the time, and I think out of all five mock drafts – now, it's probably the last one, but I wanted to make it seem even more – I want to emphasize the point even more. I really want to drill this home. This is this is so stupid that that's what these guys do for their career. They just guess. Yeah, I just guess things. I just make things up. I'm going to do it five times over the next five weeks before the draft. Draft comes. It's completely different than what everybody thought. Trades can happen up to the minute before. And these dudes are just wrong all the time. They got four right in the first round last year. And, oh, well, we're going to forget about last year. And let's just think about this one. Oh, here's what's going to happen this year. I know. I know I was dead wrong last year. I know. That was awful. But here, this year, <laughs> I got – no, you don't, you old sucking oh, sucker. I didn't say – I didn't curse. It's just starting to piss me off. You old sucker. That's what I was saying. But the thing is, dude, like, but we still, for some reason, find ourselves listening to what these dudes – or, for that matter, not just these dudes, anybody that's doing a mock draft. That's why we're not going to give you that nonsense because no one cares what we think right. about – 
where somebody might go. I'm I'm going you know? to try to give our listeners a non nonsensical mock draft here. Because look, Eddie, at the at the start I'm here, not. before I give this to you, well you're gonna give it the time of day. And if it's as pathetic as all the other mock drafts you've heard, then let me know. But if I did society a favor here, and I'm talking about the NFL society and all our fans, let me know too. You're the judge of this thing. Look, beyond the top half of the draft, you're wasting your time with these guys. But there are some guys here that do deserve some speculation on their identification and how it fits with the culture and identity of the organization that is going to be hiring them. So I have six points here. If you want to build up a good offensive line and a vertical passing game, your guy's Josh Rosen. Point number two here. If you are trending towards a run game with a lot of play action in mind, you might want to think Sam Darnold. If you want the RPO game, you got two guys. You got Lamar Jackson minus the accuracy plus the athleticism. Or you got Baker Mayfield and you get the most accurate quarterback over the last two collegiate football seasons, but he's not anywhere near a really good athlete. If you have all the pieces you need, except running back, then take Saquon. If you want to build your defense, defense will win championships in your cultural climate, take Bradley Chubb. If you can't get Barkley or Chubb and you need an immediate presence on your team, you're thinking Roquan Smith or Mika Fitzpatrick. If you if you have time to build, I'd be thinking Quentin Nelson, the guard from Notre Dame. And that's as much as I'll get into the draft, the day before the draft. Okay, draft. listen, that's dude, it. very well done. That was very... Uh... Straight to the point, great perspective. It's not putting, leaving anything up to the imagination. Like, yeah, so that, that's good. That makes sense. But then the next question that I have to ask you is, okay, the main one that I'm really concerned to see because they're always there and they just never seem to be able to figure it out, and I think everybody's concerned to see or interested to see, I should say, is Cleveland, man. It's like, so you're citing the star, Sam Darnold is, you know, he needs, you want a solid run game around him. He's not going for the deep threat. All right, we'll get – they just picked up Jarvis Landry. You know, that's the possession receiver, the, the third down slot guy. You know what I mean? He's the guy going six yards, you know? Which so makes sense more think- for Rosen, who could get the ball out quicker. He's the most uh, fundamentally sound quarterback and the most But uh, isn't Rosen's thrower. main problem yet? Isn't Rosen's main problem his accuracy and it, he's got that deep no, ball? No, Ro- that, Rosen, Rosen is durability. Allen right. – I, I thought I thought, you would pick, I thought which one of these two has the can? I thought you would pick up on this, but you did it in the most ass backwards way possible. Josh Allen was not even mentioned in the opening monologue. Oh really? I didn't I even I, bring I, him up. I, I wasn't listening as, as much as I thought I was. I, you, 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 I kind of stopped at Sam Darnold. The the point is here is that Cleveland is going to mess this up. You're you're already you're already thinking they're going to mess this up. You were thinking in your mind they're going to mess this up and take Josh Allen. I'm thinking either one of those two quarterbacks before Sam Darnold is messing up. I think Rosen could be – Rosen's only questions are durability. That's it. Other, otherwise, other than that, he's the best true thrower in the draft. Sam Darnold's Mr. Turnover. Lamar Jackson's extremely athletic, not accurate. Baker Mayfield's hey, extremely so athletic, not an athlete. 
Yeah, but okay. Like, you know, so Lamar here, Jackson. Like, here, I don't mean to be a jerk and be as blunt as I am, but Lamar Jackson is not a very smart character, man. Like they, well, let they me, straight up let said me, that his football IQ is not very good. He's a hell no, of an athlete. No, they did not say that. They did not say yes, that. They, they said they, his they IQ. They can't read a playbook. He doesn't they know said how to read his a playbook. IQ was not very good. He's a great. He, he has can't a, read a great. Fo- no, you got. You're, you're once again. You're misinformed. You're misinformed. Do you think do you think Bill Belichick should be working this guy out and spending a lot of time with this guy if he can't read a playbook? Come on. I don't know where you got that information from, but it's totally period. wrong. I don't think he can read. Yeah. Okay. Well, this, is, this is another point that I was going to bring up to you, is that sometimes in these situations, guys like Lamar Jackson, you know, they're not the world's brightest lights. They but. When you let them concentrate on just one thing and one thing only, they they seem to be able to respond to that and get it down pretty dang well. I got one friend, man, and he knows – you think he was in special ed, and then you talk to him about car, cars or garage doors, and you're like, wow, well, this dude uh, absolutely knows what he's talking about. I was wrong. Oh, big garage because, door guy, huh? Yeah, garage door guy. But – you know what I mean? All he has to do is learn football. He can learn football, and he loves football. I I think. Right. And I and I was getting ready to I was getting ready to already put you on the spot here with this, Eddie. And you know it's coming from a long way away. You guys aren't going to be drafting high enough to take Baker Mayfield, and you have to get a quarterback with the New England Patriots' recent interest in Lamar Jackson. The Miami Dolphins are almost pressured to take him. And that way they get a backup plan for Ryan Tannehill, who's already basically failed in my book. Or, you know, you can take Jackson and have a good chance with Jackson. Or you can listen to how badly Bill Belichick wants Lamar Jackson, and maybe you get a good trade offer. But, wait, dude, but, oh, my God, though, Beck. See, like, there's so much stuff that goes into this so far past what we're saying here. Like, Belichick, how do we know this isn't just some sort of – he's not putting up a smoke screen. How do we know that the Dolph – yeah, there's so many of feel like go into this. I kind of feel like he's putting up a smoke screen so that the Dolphins make a dumb move and take Jackson. Like, exactly. And I, that wouldn't even shock me at all. Like, that seems a little bit, like, far-fetched. All right, I'm done. I'm done with the NFL, man. Like, for the but rest no, no, of the no, no, show. No, 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 you're not going to throw up a question to me and then cut me off halfway through it and say, I'm done with this. No. Give me a second now, dude. Well, Here's you just the thing, proved bro. to me like, how retarded all this is. It is retarded. I can't wait for tomorrow night because tomorrow night's going to be freaking awesome, dude. I just want to get this show done, this whole day done. But. While we're here, while you got me, while I got you, let me just tell you, man, I don't, Miami's not taking Lamar Jackson, bro. And number two, I don't think, I don't understand why all of a sudden everybody th- seems to think that Baker Mayfield's going to go so soon. There's three quarterbacks better than him, guaranteed. Okay? Not like, guaranteed. He's a playmaker and everything. We know what Baker Mayfield is, though. I, there's not, I mean, yeah, he might, we seem to find these little guys, and all of a sudden as the draft approaches, their stock rises, and people start going, well, what it could be, what might be, what might be. Dude, you go with the big bodies. You go with the bigger guys. You go with the guys that are more fundamental. Yeah, Baker Mayfield can make some plays. He's play Baker Mayfield, man. I get it. But I dude, feel like your your argument. Come you're on, making is, he's you, accurate. Your argument. Yeah, wow, in college he was accurate. College is such a different game. When yeah, that little kid that used to be a little chubby little bastard gets out on the field, is it's not going to work. It's challenged. not going to work, buddy. It's not going to work, arc- bro. The argument you're making is kind of ge- geograph- geographically challenged, man. Like, if you had the 11th, if you were in my position and you're the Miami Dolphins, would you take Baker Mayfield and be sitting there at 11? I would take any of these quarterbacks except Josh Allen. Really? If I was Miami, I, I, I I'm done with Tannehill. Look, I, I, it, look, 
I know how good a coach Adam Gase is. If it was going to happen with Tannehill, it already would have. It already would have. No, but no, no, no. That's not fair, man. It's been a lot of injury to Tannehill, and I'm not even back in Tannehill. Like, I'm the biggest supporter of his. No, that's not the case. I'm just saying that's not fair to do to him, considering that he's been injured basically for the a season and a half. So, And he's only worked no, a half a year. That's, that that's his fault. He chose to play the quarterback position. He could have been a wide receiver. Well, he chose no. not to get surgery. No, he was, guided, right he was guided by the same Dolphins doctors that rejected Drew Brees. Yeah, and there you go. It stems from a bigger thing. It's the whole organization in general. Let's just leave it at that. Let's not put the blame directly on Ryan Tannehill, okay? There's a lot of moving parts that happen yeah. here in this, okay. this franchise but, down south. But that, it, it's Baker all just Mayfield a get, get compared to most of the time? Uh, Drew Brees, so... Uh, you might be missing out on another Drew Brees. But let's transition into the And you might end. not. You might do this. That's, there you go. Before you transition, dude, I know you want to do it. Hang on. This, this is what, this, that summed up the whole freaking thing. Yeah, you might and you might not. That's what the draft is, dude. So before everybody gets, oh, this is what's going to happen. This is what needs to happen. We're all just blowing smoke, dude. Nobody knows what's going to happen. No one ever knows. You can have an idea. You can have a thought. You can, make, you can maybe take a guess. Okay. It might happen, well, it might not. Now we can move Well, on. then tell me this. Tell me this. What is the Miami Dolphins' identity right now? They don't have one. They haven't had one since Dan Marino. That's what the problem is. That's what the terrible, terrible, terrible situation is. So, yeah, you think, okay, well, unless you know you have that number one or number two pick and you got a freaking Carson Wentz sitting there that you know is going to pan out because he's a big body, I still don't think Jerry Goff was worth the number one pick. I still think Carson Wentz should have been the number one pick. Guaranteed. You don't have that guy. And we can't get that guy. So to try and reach for Lamar Jackson, to reach for Baker Mayfield and say maybe this, maybe that is our identity, no. So you do the smart thing. You either try and draft a defensive guy. I'm going to go linebacker because that's our weakest position. We got a kid coming back that we drafted last year, blew out his ACL in, I think, the first preseason game. Dude, go defense. Try and build a solid defense, man. We have a question mark at quarterback, but at least we have a sample size of NFL talent. We have question back, question back at running, la- uh, running back, question mark at running back. Sorry, I'm getting all worked <laughs> up over here now. Question dude. back. Question mark at running back with Kenyon Drake. We've seen some good things. We got a big question mark with Devontae Parker. We're starting to see worse things as, as time progresses. Kid just does not want to play. I don't know what his problem is. But we, we, have, we have an idea of what to do on offense. Defense, completely up in the air, man. You got this, a couple, smart, a couple shining say, spots. How can you say that you have an identity on offense? You got a quarterback that's coming uh, off I'm not saying we have and it, you lost your And you something. lost your wide receiver, your number one possession wide receiver. That's okay. That's all right. And, that, you know, that's, that happens. But at least we didn't have to pay the money, man. So it frees up some stuff. I'm just saying that, look, here's well, you the know deal, what man. Wrong we about, don't have uh, anything on defense. We also lost Madonna and Sue. Okay? So, like, think about that, man. That's like, a that good thing. That was a rock there defensively, man. That's a bad defense nah. with him. So it's going to be a worse defense without him. I tell you, you got to build defense. I, okay, so you, when I tell you the Miami's going to draft a defender tomorrow night, and what are you going to say when they do it? I'm going to Bad say move. Well, you're stuck with Tannehill, who's, who's yeah, but we're way, gonna have worse, Tannehill. way worse. Yeah, we're not than, going anywhere with this. Yeah, well, Tannehill – so, so where do you put Tannehill? And include the quarterbacks coming into the league. I mean, Tannehill's like uh, in, the, in the lower echelon by far in the league for quarterbacks. He's not in the top 20. No, so you, you have no, you have no chance of winning with Tannehill. You just got to get over. Don't. But this isn't then, then tank a year. If you see it's going to be bad, you got to tank, man. There's your segue into the next topic. Am I right or am I right, man? Money, man, money. Am I right or am I right? My name. Let's do it. <clears throat> do 
right. You're going to tank with Eddie Fain? I feel like Eddie Fain just tanked the whole segment. Oh, yeah. I don't know what we're doing here now, man. I just want to take. I just wanted to change it up, man. I just wanted to have the last word. Yeah, all right. Well, let's pick these games tonight. Pick these series. Let's go, Eddie. Oh, am I, uh, am I the one that's uh, throwing it out there? Yes, sir. You want point spreads, or you want to just call the series? Or you want to call the game? How do you want to do it, KB? I don't want any point spreads. Two of the games are starting in like 14 minutes. We're not going to get any bets in. Probably already started it right now, man. Well, let's just start over there in uh, in Cleveland, Indiana at Cleveland. Who do you got for tonight? No point spreads. Who do you got for the series? Tied up 2-2 right now. Game five tonight. In Cleveland, I think Cleveland's going to going to take this. I think I did see the spread on it being minus six, but Cleveland. Cleveland. How how is Lane Stevenson like a uh, a villain to LeBron James? I don't get it. That's what we were talking about last week, man. That's what we were talking about last week, man. It's it's crazy, but he really does work. And when he when he took that ball from him, he's an idiot. (laughs) And I'm not sure that it really gets under LeBron's skin or not, but it seems to a little bit. You gotta win the games, though, man. If you can get him a little flustered, you gotta beat him. Because if he gets the momentum going off of that, it just is the complete reverse effect of what you wanted to have happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I mean, are you gonna have the balls to take the Pacers? No, Mad Money. You wanted to chime in there with something? I heard you. I heard you about to form a thought over there. Well, I was just looking here on Odd Shark, and it's got Indiana six point five. Oh, six and a half. We're getting six and a half. Huh. Do you want, right. do you want, are we going with spreads, or are we just going straight up? What do you want to do, Beck? You make the call. I don't you do spreads. I think Cleveland doesn't cover that. I think it's a little closer. I think Indiana can definitely push it to seven in the next game. Uh, but I'm calling Cleveland to win this series. I think LeBron James is solely enough to get him out of the first round. We'll see what happens after that. You're damn right, man. The way this Philadelphia is playing and everything, it looks... Pretty, pretty promising for them in the future with Joel and back. Jesus, I gotta agree with you tonight, man. I think Cleveland also. I also think that Cleveland's gonna win this one. I don't think they're gonna cover six and a half. I think Indiana can cover that spread. So I'll go with the Pacers plus six and a half. So that's how I feel about it. Um, All right, what are your thoughts? Um, I'm probably gonna go with Cleveland on that. You're gonna go with Cleveland minus six and a half. Yeah, okay. there you go. All right, moving right along, man. This takes us off from a rocky start, dude. All right, let's keep going here. Washington at Toronto. Toronto minus seven tonight. Beck, who do you got? Toronto. There it is. Plain and simple, plain and simple. You don't think Washington's going to do it, neither do I. I'm going to roll with Toronto. Matt Money, who do you got? I'm going to go with Toronto. Matt He's going with Toronto very, very reluctantly as well. Moving right along, Minnesota. At Houston, this is a long, this is a big one right here, man. This is a big one. Uh, Houston minus twelve. Come on, man. Minus twelve. Uh, I'm gonna go with Houston, man. I, I, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with Houston, man. Anthony Wiggins sucks. Anthony Wiggins, huh? Okay. Well, call him whatever you want. Call him whatever you want. Uh, I'm gonna just go ahead and call the games myself, man. We're gonna go with Minnesota covering. Houston's gonna win. Twelve is a lot, man. Minnesota will cover tonight, bro. Bring that one to the bank. Matt Money, finish us off. Uh, we got any more games on tonight? Oh, yeah, we do, we do, we do. Matt Money, uh, finish that game off, though. Who do you got, Minnesota or Houston minus 12? Uh, I'm going to go with Minnesota. All right. Also tonight, Utah at Oklahoma City. 
Russell Westbrook did not get suspended, according to my knowledge. They got him down here as probable, so I'm assuming he didn't get suspended for whatever happened the last game. They were talking about a possible suspension coming down from the league office. But Oklahoma City, minus three tonight. Beck, what are your thoughts? Okay, he's going to get minus three, man. Dude, I don't know, bro. They look so terrible that, like, I was even questioning if they're going to get out of the first round, man. I just don't like this Oklahoma City Thunder team as much as I thought I was going to. I thought playoff time was going to come. Everybody's going to click. And I just realized there's three ball-dominant players that just can't figure it out, man. They just cannot figure it out, even come playoff time. Carmelo Anthony, we'll get into him later on. I got well, I'll tell, I'll tell, Oklahoma City. I'll, go ahead. I was going to say, man, you know, you know that show uh, – Intervention. Yeah. I feel like uh, Russell Westbrook is just, like, he needs to have an intervention, man. Like, him, the ball, the intensity. Like, how come he can't tone it back? Yeah, Russell, why don't you just calm the hell down? What's wrong with him? Like, Russell, you're a weirdo, you teenage mutant ninja turtle son of a gun, bro. You run around here amped up drinking way too many Mountain Dews before the game or something. Whatever he's sponsored by, that dude's out of his mind. That's a good point, dude. Slow down, bro. You don't have to go 110 every second of the game, dude. Jesus. Or at least keep doing that because you think that's what you want. But, like, figure out a way to win. And if it comes down to you making the last shot, why don't you make one once in a while? It just uh, – I just don't get why he doesn't – does he not – I feel like maybe he's like a guy that's like, uh, no, I don't, I don't have time to watch the last game. I'm, move, I'm moving on to the next game, the next play, the next game, the next play. Like, dude, that makes have, sense. Have you, have you ever watched – have you ever watched film of yourself, Russell Westbrook? Have you ever just looked at yourself and going, oh, man, I, I'm I'm acting crazy out there. Like, why did you I do that? you know what the thing is with him. Why did I he do that? You, he gets you so many highlights. But if you watch so? the games, if you, that, yeah. I know, hang on a second. I, hang on. I'm agreeing with you on this one, dude. Okay, if you watch the games, he makes ridiculous errors all the time. Like, his stats are so padded with triple doubles that you're just like, damn, this guy is incredible. And he is, dude. He's really good. And he does some things that you just go, how the hell did he do that? And then you go, at the same time, like, not a JaVale McGee status, but there's times where he does things that you're just like, Russell, what was that? Don't do that. And it's, and it's a straight you result of him to trying too hard. He's just yeah, trying too hard. Down, man. You don't have he's to like do that He's like that kid that time. always wanted to fucking get into the – oh, that's a bad one. He's like that, that kid that always, you know, was trying too hard to impress everybody. Just going 100 miles per hour. Just can't at, – at the end of the games, can't, like, just go – just slow it down a little bit. Wind the clock when you got a lead. In the last game with uh, Rubio, he said he guaranteed he was going to shut Rubio down, and he started off with a full-court press. I'm like, dude, you got you got 47 me, minutes. Like game, 47 minutes and, and 50 seconds left. You're playing full-court press already. He just doesn't get it, man. He, I think there might be something. Uh, I think Russell Westbrook's mentally ill. <laughs> How come nobody else has brought that up? Because he's the MVP of the league and he does some incredible, incredible things. Like, Russell Westbrook, dude, use the guys around you, man. Like, how are you all not going to figure this out? Dude, how he did you not figure it out year. with KD and James Harden? Maybe it is Russell Westbrook that's just the problem. Yeah, he said James last Harden year. And KD. He said last year in a post-game, 
press conference that his only friend was the ball. You think you need to split him and the ball up for like a little breather? I think he needs an intervention. I think I think him and the ball have a toxic relationship. Like it might not even work. He might need to, you know, get rid of the ball sometimes during the game and and get let somebody else have the ball. I know he might see the ball being happier with another partner, but he's just gonna have to get over it at some point. With all he's that being psychotic said, about thinking, the ball. I'm picking Utah tonight. I think the Oklahoma City, if they're gonna win it, they're gonna win it at the last second. It'll probably be Russell Westbrook that hits the game winner now that we've talked him we trash talked him pretty good here on the blitz. I hope I mean, maybe he'll listen to it. He'll get his act together. Like, he'll put up like uh, he'll, he'll have a great game, man, and then and and they'll still lose at, at the end because he's gonna have the ball in his hand. He's either gonna create something or not. And this is what Kevin Durant got tired of. He got tired of Russell Westbrook pounding the ball, pounding the ball. Then he gets into a situation where he either creates his own shot or he doesn't, and then. If he doesn't, he passes you the ball late, and then you miss the shot. And you look like the clown, like Carmelo and Paul George have all season long. It's a, it's a weird situation over there, man. I just kept on thinking that they were going to get it together, and they obviously can't. And Utah – I don't know. I'm Utah, not – with that being said, I'm picking OKC to win. I think Russell Westbrook – I think Russell Westbrook, I mean, he has the talent and capability to – Get through the series. I don't. I don't see them lose. I don't see them at least uh, going down in the series tonight. It, it wouldn't really make. It, it, it wouldn't make sense if this team got booted in the first round. Like that. That doesn't make any sense to me, man. That, that would. That would blow my mind. There's too much talent. Like talent has to prevail. Like it just it has to triumph over. Reason must prevail. Dude, I'm telling you right now, man, it it, it right. wouldn't make any sense. If that happens, dude, that would be one of the most historical. If this team had gotten together before we started seeing all these super teams, everyone would be like, oh, my God, look out. It's just that this happens so often now that this team's just forgotten because they're all stars. They're just not – well, dude, I mean, you could call Carmelo, I guess. He used to be a super – nah, nah. They're all stars. I don't know. We got to hit a commercial break here. We got a lot more to get into on the other side of the break. We got to talk a little Boston Celtics going forward. We happen to know the opponent they're playing already. Eddie Fame happens to know them really well at this point. Jury's going to love talking about that. This is Pick Up the Blitz, Kyle Beck, Eddie Fame, Mad Money Mike up in the tower controlling all things. Call the show 267 521 0153. KB from Pick 'em to the Blitz with KB and E Fane. E Fane and I pick up a lot of our NBA material from PrimeCombine.com. It's a lifestyle blog that features current articles on sports, entertainment, and lifestyle topics. If you're tired of scrolling through your newsfeed just like me and seeing a bunch of garbage, you gotta go check out PrimeCombine.com. It's updated daily, and I guarantee you, you will find something that interests you. Again, that is PrimeCombine.com. Picking up the Blitz with KB and E-Fane is brought to you by the Near Food Mart on 1856 Valley Avenue, right across the street from the Premier Ford dealership. 
Near Food Mart is famous in Winchester for their Cajun-style crispy, crunchy fried chicken. Not only does Near Food Mart have the best fried chicken in town, they got the best wings too. And no need to drink and drive to get there. Our good friend of the show, Roz, will deliver the chicken and booze right to you. You make sure you call Roz from the Near Food Mart at 540-450-8107. Find the Near Food Mart on Facebook, too. Wild Dog Hot Sauce is a Caribbean-influenced hot sauce that will enhance and complement the flavor of almost any dish. Use it often and enjoy. It's addictive. It'll get you lit. Mild, mango, and kiwi, Wild Dogs got what you need. Email wilddoghotsauce at gmail.com for your first bottle of that bold flavor, and you'll know what KB and Ethan are talking about with their bold Wild Dog Picks of the Week every week here on Picking Up the Blitz. What's happening? You're back inside Pick Up the Blitz. Call 267-521-0153 to blitz the show. Find us on Facebook. I'm KB. Ethane, what's going on, man? Still just hanging here, buddy. Still just hanging here, man. Just trying to get my, all my thoughts in order. Yeah. All right. What would you think about uh, two games last night? Let's start with the Boston Celtics uh, winning a dirty one. There was a controversial call with a uh, non-shot clock violation that happened uh, it was on Boston's court. How much do you believe in Boston against Milwaukee at this point? They lead the series two to one, um, or three to two. Sorry. Yeah, I was gonna say no, no, they don't. That kind of threw me off, uh, dude. I don't know, man. You know, they're gonna probably win this one. I think it's gonna go seven. Um, again, this is me just thinking. I'm not that sure of anything anymore. I'm a little bit disheartened from another game last night, just from another series. To be honest with you, we all know what that is. We'll get into it in a minute. Dude, I just really, man, I was watching them. I didn't watch their game last night. I watched them on um, on Sunday afternoon. And I just am so impressed with that Jalen Brown and T- Jason Tatum, man. I sound like an old man when I just said that. <laughs> man, that, I'm just just smitten. Dude, those kids are good. Like, they are so good and week in and week out, man. For them to be stepping up in the absence of these two other superstars on their team, man, that's impressive. And just I, I think that they're going to pull this one off at seven. I think that they're going to run into some trouble down the line, which we will get into uh, here in a minute, but right now I think that they'll go back to Milwaukee. Milwaukee will win like another close one, real close game, and then Boston will finish them off by maybe eight in Boston. That's how that's how I'm, that's where I'm leaning towards right now. Well, there were two major factors in Boston's ugly win last night. That was Brad Stevens switched the starting lineup, took Aaron Baines, the big white ginger dude, out, and started rookie Semi Ojale and put him on Giannis for the entire game which allows the Celtics to switch into much more options because Baines can't guard anybody out of the key. It was a good move by Brad Stevens. Semi Ojale backed it up with this play. He also, I think, what's going to go unnoticed to Eddie is he took two blocks, I guess you could say, against uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Could have been called charges, especially on the home court. But I think he was able to make life difficult for Giannis the entire game. 
And then Marcus Smart returning back to action for the first time since early March was big for the Celtics. He had an immediate impact in the game. And I know you're always ready do? to downplay Marcus do? Smart. What did Marcus Smart do that was so so impactful to the game? Please. Well, he had the game-winning assist, rolling mm-hmm. backwards. He had a momentum yeah. change him high, tapping off the glass, uh, layup over uh, he had a layup and a pass. And what's his name? And oh, yeah. then when after he was immediately inserted into the game, when Boston started to struggle halfway through the first quarter, a pass to Anadikupo was intercepted. He went to the ground. Of course, the dude wins every single 50-50 ball and is able to win it, kick it out to his guys, get the momentum and the crowd into it for Boston. He was the X factor that he's always been for that team. A layup, a pass, and a steal, huh? That's all it takes. Put him in the Hall of Fame, dude. He should probably, I mean, first ballot, Hall of Famer, right? You know, Matt Money, I I, I sense a little bit of jealousy in uh, Fane's tone. I mean, if if Miami maybe had a guy like uh, Marcus Smart, he wouldn't feel so uh, obscure to the thought of this guy being a valuable asset. You think I'm just being sour, dude? Maybe it is. I don't know. I mean, I'm rooting for Boston to lose, just rubbing your face. Like, I really am. I was rooting for him to lose. Like, my mom's a big Celtics fan, too. Like, she's from up there. And it's just, I hate him. I just can't stand him. I can't stand looking at Brad Stevens' stupid little face. You want to talk about the little kid he's in the so neighborhood smart. that's a problem? That's, a, that's one of them right there. He's a scrub. He's, so, he's a little he's squid, so dude. Smart. I hate that guy. Get him out of here. He's not that great of a coach. You act like he's this mastermind. You're in uh, Columbus calling it, hey, man, Brad Stevens. He's a, no, he's not. He's like, okay. He's no, great he's talent. the best, he's great he's the best coach in the NBA. He'll definitely he get coach up. of the year. He'll definitely get coach of the year this season. I mean, they, Boston has far yeah. exceeded expectations without Gordon Hayward, Kyrie Irving, Marcus Smart, well, and Kyrie Daniel Tice. carried a lot of the season now. Come on. I recarried yeah, well, carried that team for a lot of the season. Yeah. He stepped up. Let's not give Brad Stevens all the cred in the world. Still had Kyrie Irving. Yeah, but he, no Hayward five minutes into the season. That would have wrecked a lot of teams. Yeah, okay, 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 man. All right, so you want to know why I'm being sour? Can we get into this one? So so you got you got Boston. Hang on. Before we because get into the subject. You're my, getting my sour because the Miami Heat – 2017 to 2018 season will be remembered for Justice Winslow pretty lamely stepping on the mask of Joel Embiid trying to break it in a dirty play. That's what the Heat will be remembered for now. They are lacking discipline. It's not the whole team. It's one guy. It's lacking discipline. Not Jen, It's not Justice Winslow either. Okay, yeah, that was, White Side, whatever. That was, that was Justice Winslow. Game. That was a chippy game. Listen, man. Here's, it was here's a chippy shot I just threw at you too, because yeah, you were just Listen, you were just stop. bouncing back on your boy Justin Winslow. You, you kept saying he's a bust, he's a bust, he's a bust, but he played pretty well in this series. No, he, he played, he played damn well all series. All series, yeah, he played sure. very well. And he here's and I'll give credit. I mean, I would have stepped on that I'm, mask too. I mean, I'm just saying that's what it'll be remembered for. It was a chippy game. It was a really chippy game, man. So here's here's let me just tell you what it is. The first things first is that you got to give Philadelphia a ton of credit, man. They're these, this team's legit, bro. They're very good. Like this Philadelphia 76ers team is like seriously would not shock me at all if they're the team that knocks Cleveland off and goes to the finals. I mean, it, I, 
And maybe that seems to be because they're the hot, they're the hottest team in the league right now. So maybe that's not like the most far-fetched thing you've ever heard in your life. But dude, they're good. Like I didn't realize, I didn't watch any Philadelphia 76ers game. But I know JJ Reddick's getting 17 million dollars this year. I said, well, that's stupid. And it doesn't seem to be because that dude hits everything, everything. When that dude, when the ball leaves that dude's hands, you're just like, all right, this is going in. Just chalk that up now. Let's keep moving on with the game. Like when he misses, you're more shocked than anything. Ben Simmons is. Unbelievable. This guy doesn't attempt a three. He doesn't take a jump shot. He just passes at what seems to be the perfect time ever. Like, that team to play against is so frustrating as a fan of the opposing team because you're just screwed. And Ben Simmons makes the right pass. Like, it seems, I mean, he had a few turnovers in the beginning of games. Fourth quarter, those guys looked like seasoned veterans that have been there before. At the end of the game, celebrating like losers, like with Kevin Hart and the kids on YouTube. Like, they're idiots, morons. But they're kids. They beat us fair and square, dude. Better team, better players. Ben Simmons learns how to shoot, man. Oh, my God, look out. And then how can you forget about Joel Embiid? Not only is he playing with a mask. Not only did he say, yeah, look out when I get back in. You guys are done. Not only did he, every time he wants to take the outside three, that has a decent chance of going in. He's like a decent three-point shooter. Every time he gets fouled and goes to the line, He's hitting those free throws, man. He very rarely missed a free throw. If you pull up the percentages from that series, I'm sure he was like 80-something percent. Nah, high 70s, low 80s from the line. I guarantee it. Family, if you want to pull that up, you're by your computer because I'm not. I don't, I'm not looking at that guy's face anymore. But, like, dude, wow. Like, they were really good. And then you bring in the two foreign dudes, Bellinelli, and what's the other guy's name back? Dario Sarkic. Storage. There you go. Perfect fits for them, man, to come over and get those guys halfway through the season. And those guys Donnie, hit. Donnie Darko? And they have found their role. Huh? Donnie Darko? Donnie Darko himself, man. They found their role, dude. And their coaches figured it out. And, man, it was frustrating to play those guys. I'm just glad that they they crushed us last night. I really am. Just just send us on our way. Because if we're out there with Kelly Olenek, uh Goran Dragic, who plays decent – Give me a no, break. No, Wayne tried like to carry people. us to a win on Saturday. We couldn't help him out because not a single other player wanted to play in the fourth quarter. We got some young kids in Justice who had a great series. Josh Richardson, who played okay. You know, we, we, we're we okay. I don't know what Pat Riley's going to do. You got the, the, the absolute killer of the Miami Heat. Absolute killer is the Son Whiteside, dude. I have never seen anything. Maybe Antoine Walker. Maybe Michael Beasley are the only two I could think of off the top of my head that have come to Miami as a more uh, lackluster effort kind of guy. I'll play when I want to. I don't care. Whatever, dude. This, you're a professional basketball player, and neither of those guys, maybe Antoine Walker was getting paid decently, were getting the money that you're getting. You're our number one guy. You were leading the league in blocks. You were leading the league in rebounds a couple years ago. You were supposed to be – and for you, I know you didn't get the minutes – there's a reason, man, because you are a freaking liability when you're on the court. You're a liability to see if you want to play tonight. You're a liability to see if Joel Embiid's going to get in your head. You're a defensive liability. You miss assignments time and time and time and time again. You miss switches. You do not read the game. You do not understand the flow of it. When you're off, you are off. When you miss a layup and you, you miss the putback, that game's over for you because you're not going to come back from it. I know it. You get a dunk to get fired up, and then you don't get the ball, you soak. 
I, I know it. I watch it time and time again. And for Pat Riley to throw that money at him when he did, I understand you had to do something. This guy, because this is going to be like an immovable contract. The only way you're going to send him out was sending somebody with him, man. It's going to be. It's going to end up hurting us just to get him off the get him off the the payroll, get him off the team, get him out of the locker room. He's a cancerous dude. You don't want him around. Not fitting into our organization at all. Not fitting into our culture at all. Not fitting into any aspect of the team at all. Goodbye. Would get you, him out. And Pat Riley would you say to, that Pat out. Riley did not know Hassan Whiteside's true identity? I mean, they had to know what he was, but when he was playing the way that he was playing, is, they figured, wow, is, look at this guy. Is Hassan Whiteside, Whiteside the biggest heir in Pat Riley's career? Well, that's put me on the spot, man. Um, I, I mean, no, I can't, I can't say that. I'm sure there's been something else that I don't know about, maybe even before. Are you saying as the, as the GM in the Heat, as the good main guy of the Heat? As the GM of the Heat, this is, this is the biggest error he's made. He dumped a bunch of money on, on Whiteside, and, and Whiteside is he's playing video games with it and sitting on fluffy couches and – Buying weird well, controllers. Yeah, I mean, the movie gets shit. yeah, you know, but it's okay. Maybe this was. There's definitely been some bad ones along the way, but this one's. What an idiot this guy is, man. So what, just do, so what do you do? I really thought that Joel Embiid, he would, he, he normally gets up to play against him, and this this year he just this series he just. I know Dude, he didn't get the minutes. But there's a reason he didn't get the minutes, man. He there's a reason he didn't get the minutes. Joel He's just not the guy you want to go to. Whiteside looked like a G League player. Absolutely, a hundred percent agree with you, man. And he made all the, the the Philadelphia Sixers made us look like a team that didn't deserve to be in the playoffs. And Absolutely. I just thought I really thought that they were going to hit a ceiling somewhere along the line, and they were going to tone it down, and all the shots weren't going to keep falling. And the reason that that didn't matter is because Ben Simmons was constantly driving into the paint, and if you don't come in to help, he's going to get the layup. And if you come in to help. He's going to kick it out. And if he's backing you down and you lean in for a second, he knows when that ball needs to get passed. And he well, here's the problem a magnificent with Ben job Simmons is that, yeah, what? he can't shoot. Ben Simmons can't shoot. But also yeah. when you back off him and you try and bait him into shooting, all you're doing is just letting him see the court better. And court vision is what he excels at. And he still finds people. So you, you, Miami backed off him every time. And all he did was just creep up, creep up, creep up, creep up, and either shoot it from six feet away or find somebody that was wide freaking open. I've never seen somebody inch up more like a mouse than Ben Simmons did that entire series. He never even had to back in. He used his body, it's just, which he can't. It's very frustrating. He, just, he would just be looking. Whoever was guarding him would just be in a steady backpedal, and he would just kind of walk him down and do what he wanted. It was a very pathetic showing by the Miami Heat. And then, I mean, I remember even last night they even brought it to like nine with what, like seven left within nine, within double digits. And I'm like, all right, well, maybe this series will continue. And two seconds later, you see Whiteside making a, uh, a DAB move, and they're right back out of it and out of the playoffs. I think that I disagree with this uh, Celtics series with you. I don't think it's going to go to seven games. I think Boston could go to Milwaukee. They know the 76ers are waiting. I'm not sure they know what they're walking into, but it, they do have home court against Philadelphia. But well, I saw, that doesn't seem I saw, to bother I saw, Philadelphia I saw, at all. 
I saw the freaking. I saw the freak. The 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 Celtics thought they just got done pretty much with the Greek freak. They got two opportunities to put him out, but now they got to go and play against the Philly freak and the best point guard in the league right now, and maybe the biggest rising star as well in Ben Simmons. Do you realize how good Joel Embiid is? Yeah. Like, did you yeah. know how good he is? Have you been following Joel Embiid? Because I, I got to yeah, tell you, man, yeah. I, I know, I, I know, I know. he's decent. I know that the he's only decent. Prayer, the only prayer with Joel Embiid is that he's, he's, he's too good to be true and he can't stay healthy. Otherwise, the sky is the limit for this guy. He might I mean, end up being, like, the best basketball player ever. And don't forget, how, don't forget how high Ben Simmons is stealing his. The guy, all the guy's got to learn how to do is shoot. He's got all the other intangibles and the tangibles. Shooting is the last one. And even when he can't shoot, shoot, because he just sees the court so well. And, and, and it's not just his court vision. It's just height. He's the closest thing to Magic Johnson since Magic Johnson. Man, think if he learns how to shoot that three. But but just going back to Joel Embiid, I mean that's that's a freak show, Beck. That that yeah. is an absolute. It, it's it's a one of the hardest. It, you could it's watch Eric Spolster losing his but, hair. But he you gotta not you gotta figure out what to do. He couldn't figure gotta, it out. He can't put the big man on him. He can't put Kelly Olay. He tried every combination. He put the young kid on him. He put Bam on. He put them all on. Didn't work. No matter what you did, you were gonna fail against this guy. And I don't know where do you go if so when Boston, assuming that Boston moves on, and they're playing Philly. Who's going to cover Embiid? You put the big white guy on him. Who's that? Come on, he's too slow. Nah, you probably put the same guy Semi Ojale on him that one game five. Now, I don't know who Semi Ojale only goes to Gozabe. I don't know who that guy is, bro. Nobody does. But no, what, no, is, man, what, I, what I, makes you think he's going to be able? All right, you know what? Yeah, we're speculating a little too much. I got a question just, for you. Moving he's on, strong. Marcus Smart, strong. Marcus can keep him from getting the ball. Marcus Smart, yeah, yeah. Just put Marcus Smart tell, on him, and then he'll cover. But he could probably beat him too. Intelligent, either way, man. Marcus Smart. I forgot all about him. So here's the deal. I got one more question for you. Yeah, get one more question. Do you think that moving on here without Steph Curry, Golden State might be in trouble running into Anthony Davis and the Pelicans? No. Not even, not even as the slightest worry. Not even, it's not even going to be a competitive series. Where, where do you stand on this coming up? Uh, Draymond Green will put a fear into Rajon Rondo. Uh, no one cares about Rajon Rondo, man. I'm really just thinking about the brow, man. Like I'm thinking about what he can do, and I don't know where Kevin Durant stands. Like they they are so much worse with Steph Curry out of that lineup. They are not the same team. So do I think that Drew Holiday and Anthony Davis can can put some fear into him and maybe steal one in Golden State to start this thing off? Yeah, man, I do. But do I think that they need Steph Curry to come back as soon as possible? Yeah, I do. Just not not nah. not necessarily to to beat the Pelicans. Like they'll win that series without him. They need to get their swagger back, man. The, the thing about Golden State that scares everybody is that they scare everybody. They can blow you off the court in the half a quarter when they get firing on all cylinders, and they can't do that without Steph. He creates such a, such a problem as their point guard because he can shoot so well. He can do so many things in the court. He can drive really well, too. He's got a smooth jumper. So without him there, they turn into more one-dimensional team. Yeah, Clay Thompson can hit some threes. He's not Steph. 
He doesn't have the speed of Steph. He can't get into the paint like Steph. And he goes hot and cold more than a lot of players do, man. He has terrible nights here and there. So you need, if you're Golden State, you need to think of, be thinking about Houston, who is also having their fair share of difficulty, but Houston will be there. And you need to start thinking, man, we need our guy back because we need our swagger back. We are not the same team without him. They already know that. And the second the doubt starts creeping in their heads, I think that they're, they're, that doubt is coming in. And the second that does, that's not good for them. And they lose one in Golden State, all of a sudden that might be better, and then Steph will come back in a little bit more timely manner. But I, I could easily see one of those games against the Pelicans getting dropped in Golden State, and all of a sudden a little bit of panic setting in, and then Steph Curry's going to need to come back. That's what I think is going to happen. That's what I think needs to happen. Because if they cruise through this series, they're going to run into a big old roadblock down the road, and Steph Curry needs to get acclimated back to game speed again. And this is a good team to bring him back. The second he's given the okay, sitting him still is not a good idea. He's oh, not ready to play. And I heard uh, Clay Thompson today say that he's not even expecting him back anytime soon. Not even willing to get his hopes up at this point. But you saw, I mean, how much of an impact Marcus Smart came back. He came back a little early, but that's a uh, film like <laughs> meant not, not, not a knee injury. Bro, but uh, I think I think are you doing pretty, this. Like, what are you doing? I think like, we're going to start I mean, to get a pretty good idea. It's not going to work. You just sound ridiculous. No. Yeah, I know. I'm just trying to trying to bug you a little bit, but uh, I I agree. I think uh, they they're clearly not the team with Curry. Curry is the NBA's best shooter in their entire history of anybody playing the game. He's there's no doubt about it in my mind, and also he can facilitate the ball. So have they lost a giant weapon and their best weapon? Yeah. Would you think that they'd still be doing better than they are? Yeah, but they just beat the Spurs pretty handily, and they're just still well, kind of toying. Let's not, let's not forget all the other factors that have gone. Come on. With, with Popovich's wife passing away, with the Spurs. Kawhi. Kawhi. It's, they're not the Spurs, man. So let's, let's, not, let's not get our get up on But they're still there. They were still there as a seven seed. So it is saying something. You got, you got so, a uh, – there's there's worse teams in the playoffs. Trust me. Hmm. But moving All forward, right. moving forward, I think that uh, of course they're trying to get Curry back. But I mean, they they know that the uh, their their end of the line is going to be is going to be the Houston series. So I think that's his target. Get be ready by date. So. I think as long as you can keep cruising, don't use him till you need him. Don't use him till you need him. He's he's going to be like the turbo jets for the Warriors, and they're just going to only get better by learning how to play without him. I think that's the, – the, everything you said was good until the last statement where you just contradicted yourself completely. They're only going to get better playing without him. No. Watch as the season's progressed. Without, they're not getting They're not getting better. No, but I they mean, beat the Spurs to play in the first round them, series. Then... That's good. I really think that this Pelicans team, they're not going to be able to beat them, but they can beat them a game or two, and they're going to put a little bit of fear into them. And all I need, dude, dude, again, you love this with Marcus Smart, and you love it with Draymond Green as well, which I've never understood. Why do you think, I just don't get why you think that Draymond Green is something special. He's like, okay. Draymond Green is up so there. For him. No, do you think. So you he could think never with, do with, anything by himself on a team. He could never do anything. Without that roster, you wouldn't even know who Draymond Green is. 
Well, I'm not arguing that, but I'm saying he's a necessary part of their roster. Well, yeah, for them, I guess. But you He's a necessary <laughs> evil that you have to have for the success of the skinny white jeans crew that we call the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, I, I, yeah, he fits there, okay. But I'm just saying that it, Draymond Green is not – it's Steph Curry and Kevin Durant, and it was Steph Curry and Clay Thompson Draymond. Now it's Steph and Durant. You need both of those guys to win because Houston's gotten significantly better, and that's all there is to it. I mean, the West is the West has gotten better. I don't think that. Well, I don't, but that's everybody. We talk about years before Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. Everybody's there. gotten better. Everybody's gotten better, and the Warriors have gotten increasingly complacent. So you have both sense. factors. And Steve Kerr mentioned this before the season. He said, "You know, this is going to be the hardest season we've ever had." It's really hard to do what we're trying to accomplish here. And he's trying to instill that into guys' minds, but it's human nature just to kind of let down a little bit. And maybe, maybe Draymond and Clay and, and Durant, you know, they want to get, they want to mix it up in a couple series and, uh, you know, get into some games, put themselves into positions where they got to make some tough shots. They know they're still toying with guys. Come on, Eddie. You still can't be sticking by your pick. Cleveland Cavaliers are winning the whole thing. Um,. Am I as confident? No. Am I sticking by it? You're damn right. Just watch him tonight, man. Is the game on right now? I bet the game's on right now. It should be starting yeah, up pretty soon. Yeah, 13 to 7. The Cavaliers oh. are down six points in the first quarter. Well, don't worry about that. Just watch what the guy does, man. Watch what the, the Wizards does. are down four. The Wizards are down four, 17-13. Look, all right, so then if we're going to move over to this real quick, I don't want to hear any more game updates, man. I'll, I'll, I'll put them on here after this. But let me just ask you something, man. Have you, like, when we were on the on the Blitz last Wednesday, and he just went off, LeBron Who? did something so odd and ridiculous to watch. And now we're going to Ben Simmons. I know we're talking to Joel Embiid. We're talking to young kids over there in Boston. We're talking to Steph Curry. There will never be another LeBron James, man. And for him to come out and score 20 in the first quarter, whatever the hell he did so fast, just to put his stamp on the game right from the start, oh, so impressive, man, so impressive. And that's why this guy will not – I just cannot see – him losing to anyone in the East. I get that the 76ers, dude, they're by far the better team. They're, they played such team basketball against Miami. They've been doing it for – that's why they've won 21 of the last 22 or whatever that stat is. But when they run into LeBron and he says, not yet, young fellas, not yet, young bucks, not yet, young boys, he's going to stop them. He's going to beat them. He's going to find a way to get it done. I'm completely confident. Am I as confident that he's going to, to win the finals? I don't, I don't know about that. Am I as confident that he, that he wants to give all of it that he's got on the floor for Cleveland? No, I'm not. Does he want to go back to the finals again? You're damn right. And can he beat everybody in the East? You're damn right. And is he going to? I'm pretty sure. I'll put my money on it. Well, he's going to have to do it without George Hill tonight, and he's already in a deficit. So we'll see how confident Eddie is next week. On Pig of the Blitz, when they're not even, when they're no longer existent in the playoffs. If that happens, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm with you, man. LeBron's crazy, dude. I, I'm not, I'm not counting out LeBron yet. I, you said, I mean, the way you, what you were just insinuating right there is that you really think Indiana can beat him? Yeah, definitely can beat him. They proved that they can beat him. Indiana Pacers are going to knock the Cleveland Cavaliers and LeBron James I'm out the first round. It. If that I'm happens, that team is going to be out that door faster than you can say, 
Oh, and then that's the other thing I want to ask you about. So Meek Mill gets flown into Philadelphia last night. Can you uh, can you get thrown straight from the prison cell in the chopper courtside with Kevin Hart? How did I forget to mention him when I was going on my little rant about Kevin Hart and the YouTube gang? God damn. Yeah. Hey, is there any yeah, cooler well, place well, what to be? Because you sent me a text about it. I didn't, listen, I didn't look at it. I mean, I might have glanced at it. This what is your thoughts about this Meek Mill? What is this publicity stunt? What's happening here, Beck? I, I'm thinking right now. Yeah, I'm thinking right now. What happened was the 76ers owner picked Meek Mill up from prison. Granted, he was only doing time for a probation violation, riding a dirt bike without a helmet. And everybody in Philly's got his back, but they pick up rapper Meek Mill from a helicopter, get it all on camera, put it out to the media before they do it. You know, it's not like the media is going to be sitting on the rooftop of the jail waiting for Meek Mill to get out of prison, picking up by a helicopter, unless you want that to leak. And everything leaks for a reason. So they leaked that, and then I'm thinking after the 76ers put a hurting on Miami and make Pat Riley, Dwayne Wade, and Hassan Whiteside, and Goran Dragic look like pathetic fools. I'm like, man, is there a hotter spot? Is there a hotter destination right now than Philly in the NBA? If I'm Kawhi Leonard, if I'm Paul George, and maybe if I'm LeBron James, depends on how much of a backseat he's willing to take in order to win and beat the Golden State Warriors on the flip side. I'm, I'm thinking Philly. I'm going to Philly. I'm not going to the Los Angeles Lakers. I'm not going to the Houston Rockets. I'm going to play for an owner that's picking up Meek Mill that's got Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, and I'm going easy status like Kevin Durant riding some coattails, cruising to some finals. Man, Money, let's hit up some game balls, man. I can't listen to this nonsense that this kid spews anymore. Actually, that was a really good point. And now, game balls given out by your boy E-Fane and Kyle Beck. Brought to you by Gold Chains of Champagne Entertainment. Hell yeah! Look, man, he got my game ball last week. He's getting my game ball this week. Same guy, Wayne Wade. I don't know if it was your last game here in Miami. I don't know if it was your last game in the NBA, man. If it was, dude, thank you for all your service, man. You were the man for so many years, dude. Killed it in game two to get us at least one win. Tried killing on Saturday at home to get us a home win. Nobody would help you out. You tried doing it all by yourself. You did. Hassan Whiteside blew two defensive assignments. Love you, man. Game balls. Favorite player of all time. One of the best to ever do it. Dwayne Wade. Bet who you've done for that game ball, boy. Uh, you know I've been leading up to this all show. It was a close second. It was only going to be semi-Ojale for shutting down the Greek freak, but I got to give it to Marcus Smart. Playing through the hand injury. Ugh. First move he makes in the game is diving on the floor for the ball. He wins every 50-50 ball. He won that one, was able to kick it out for points. And how did he close the game, e Oh, yeah. He dove on the court for the ball, was wrapped up by three dudes, still kicked it out. Found Al Horford to steal the W. His impact was felt and heard by Boston's players, fans in the stadium and watching on the TV screen. Boston's up 3-2. to two. We had a lot more NFL and NBA to come. We are not by any means in any kind of picking up the blitz offseason. Stuff is heating up. And heating up real quick. Eddie Fane doesn't know how badly his Dolphins need a quarterback. He's going to find out how badly Adam Gase wants one 
when we talk to him on the show next week after this week's NFL draft tomorrow night, the first round starts next week. Make sure you tune in live. Click the link to listen live to this show. Find us on iTunes if you missed the show. Never forget to blitz the show at 267-521-0153. Any closing words, guys? Nope.